Shomrabyog. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Collecting Issues, where this week we'll be taking a look at the amazing Spider-Man, Craven's Last Hunt, Collecting Issues 290 to 295 of the 1987 Amazing Spider-Man series by Marvel Comics, written by J.M. DeMatteis and penciled by Mike Zeck. Mmm, delicious, mm. Benjamin. You've gotten that quite wrong there, Ben, I have to say, though. How about um, what I got wrong? You've gotten it wrong by an unusual degree, to be honest with you. Go because on. it's not the Amazing... This is not a single run from Amazing Spider-Man. This is from Spider-Man, the Amazing Spider-Man, and Spider-Man's Peter Parker, don't you know? Spider-Man's Peter Parker Dutch. Is that the Did, official title of the series? That, I believe, was the official title of the, of the series. Spider-Man is Peter Parker, I've heard. Legend, rumours say that Spider-Man is Peter Parker. Ben, this was spread across all three Spider-Man series at the time. Ah, oh, what cuckoldry. Sorry. Exactly, Ben. You've made an unusual oh, balls of that, I have I've to say. A, I've made a tremendous balls of an that, absolute and complete balls of it, Benjamin. And Benjamin, it was one of the first ever to do it, which makes it uh, uniquely interesting from the time period that this oh. comes from. What a tremendous cock up. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to hang up my microphone and call it a day. Yeah. Um, I'm going to bow out now. Uh, uh, I would have liked to have bowed out, Michael, at, in my prime, you know, really, really swinging, as it were. But yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I now going to retire as a, just a, a sham. A husk of a former podcast co-host. What they said, Ben, and I think it's a visionary uh, thing to look at, was that when they did this, when old J.M. DeMatteis, your mate and mine. Yeah, pal. When he wrote this, he said to himself, well, look, if we kill Spider-Man, it's not going to be much use to have Spider-Man dead in The Amazing Spider-Man when he's still running around alive in Spider-Man is the Peter Parker, don't you know? Spider-Man is the Peter Parker, don't you know? Which yeah, so is a it wouldn't make any title. sense. Yeah. Um, so instead, Ben, they ran it across all three series and had Spider-Man dead for a couple of months. That was awkward, wasn't it? Ah, oh, Benjamin. And you yeah. know what? One of the best things about it, I've read an interview with J.M.D. Mateus. Yes. And he said, uh, so in many ways, it actually works better collected as a kind of collected issues, a kind of graphic novel, as it were. Mm, a one to sixer. A one to six, Benjamin. Not the first ever use of the term graphic novel, but it really does feel like a graphic novel rather than six issues of disparate comic books. You and I, Michael, read it as a graphic novel. I read it as a graphic novel, Ben, because I wasn't around when this came out. When did this come oh, out? Maybe I was. 1987, Michael. I was around, Benjamin. I was alive. I was yet living. I wasn't. You weren't. You were but a gleam in your father's... I wasn't even. I wasn't even in an ocean in 1987. Not even an ocean. Yeah, they didn't even know you were going to happen, Benjamin. Benjamin. Yes. It is a graphic novel, novel, though. Even though it went across the six issues of three different comic books, it doesn't really matter. No, Michael. Very experimental. Oh, there's so many experiments going on. Benjamin. Very, very literary. Benjamin, we yeah. read a lot of comics here at Collecting Issues, the bi-weekly comic book book club. Too many, arguably, yes. Too many, some would say, Benjamin. Mm. Bi-weekly, that's one every two weeks. It's a lot of comics. A lot of comics. I thought you were suggesting, Ben, one, two per week, and I thought that's a bit much. But you said, no, the other bi-weekly. Michael, of course, you're being glib because this podcast is your baby, not mine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, Benjamin. Yeah. But shut up there for a second. Because of all of the <laughs> comics we've read on Collecting Issues, the comic book, the bi-weekly comic book book club. Listen here, you vermin. <laughs> <laughs> this one has probably the biggest bang of the 80s off it that we've ever seen. What a whack of 80s, Michael. Oh, Benjamin, the absolute stench of 80s off this. Do you know what, Michael? I found, I, I, was, I was going into this kind of bolstered for a, a Ditko-esque romp through Spider-Land. Um... A touch of the, a touch of the, the cheesies, 
a yes. touch of the a touch of the oh Jesus comics used to be fucking weird mm. uh, but what I came away with Michael is uh, oh Frank Miller stole Batman Year One from them oh yeah. okay yeah, oh yeah, right yeah. okay yeah yeah, yeah. yeah 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 what if Spider-Man was Batman there's there's a lot going on here Michael because you, you and I on this podcast have also covered um, Batman Strange Apparitions go on and I think JMD Mateus Mm. Uh, has has taken heavy inspiration, Michael, from Batman's Strange Apparitions. Well, Benjamin, I'm going to need you to shut up for a second. Okay, yeah, go on. Because I'm know. about to I'm about to blow your mind with a bit of with a bit of the Amazing Spider-Man fearful symmetry Craven's Last Hunt trivia. Yeah, go on, <laughs> Benjamin. Did you know it was originally written as the Batman being killed by the Joker? That makes an awful lot of sense to me, Michael. Does that make a lot of sense to you, Ben? That makes a lot of sense to me, Michael, because I tell you what, tonally at the start of this here arc, I was yes. like, this isn't Spider-Man. <laughs> it's very grim and gritty. What is this? It's very what grim and gritty in a big, horrible city. <laughs> what is this? This city is Gotham-esque. Yeah, it's very gross. Benjamin. Yeah. There is an absolute whack of the 80s off it. it it's... it's uh, it's a grim, horrible, rainy, gross New York. There's a killer croc. Sorry, I mean vermin roaming around. Very good, Benjamin. I see mm. what you've done. You've drawn mm. another parallel. Also, Benjamin, we've read a lot of 80s comics here on Collecting Issues of the Bi-Weekly Comic Book Book Club, um, yeah. including but not limited to Marvel Man. And a lot of this felt a bit like Marvel Man. Uh, the, the Alan Moore Marvel Man. Exactly. Mm. In its mm. kind of gross 80s. Here's my inner monologue. It's the 80s and I'm having an inner monologue. I, I tell you what, maybe heroes on. aren't all that great, Michael. Maybe they're not great. And maybe everyone should just have gross inner monologues about death, death, it's coming for me. Here comes death. No, I'll resist death. It's the 80s. Rain, wet, damp, trousers wet, must resist. <laughs> Everything wet. Um, I think JMD Mateus here, Michael, has been dripped yeah. Dripped, I tell you. Yeah. In Russian literature. He's, oh, I thought you were going to say finesse. Finesse. Okay. No, Rosie, there's not Rosie a lot of finesse to this, Michael. Benjamin. Um, yeah. I'm a bit of a heathen, Benjamin. I've never heard of Rus- Russian literature. What the hell is that? Russian literature, Michael, is uh, the canon, the literary canon of our, our. I was going to say good neighbours, but I don't think we can say that in the current climate. Um, uh, to, to the lads over there on that big continent. lads. Grand bunch of lads. <laughs> um, and Russian literature is kind of famous, Michael, as the best literature in the world. Many people would argue that it's the most in-depth kind of artistic delve into the human psyche and things like that. Mm. And oh boy, oh boy, Michael, has it influenced this here gig. Benjamin, anyone who says Russian literature is the best literature in the world have obviously never read the works of Dan Abnett. Dan Abnett, what a fucking writer. <laughs> <laughs> Prolific, Benjamin. I just finished Ravener book two. Oh, very good. Get on with it. Sorry, uh, come here to me. I thought yes. initially, Michael, um, when we were dealing with this, I thought that they had copied off Nightfall, but I find out, Michael, that the Nightfall arc happened in 1993. Um, Much later. A whole five years after this. And it's very similar. So it's it's kind of it's going to be hard now to trace where where Strange Apparitions ends, bloody Craven's last hunt begins, and Nightfall takes over. It's it's mm. all very mucky, messy, jivey wivey. Come here to me. What do you think the significance in choosing Craven the Hunter is? Well, Benjamin, mm. he's a hunter, isn't he? He's a bloody hunter. He's coming after you. 
Yeah, you've done that very well there, Michael. Well done. And he's he's got a big lion's face on his chest. Yeah, he does. Yeah. I always found this a bit weird as a as a as a younger man, Benjamin. I'm yeah. getting the I'm getting the vibe from this. I'm getting a bit of a vibe here that this is your first time reading this. This is my first time reading this, Benjamin. Is this your first time reading the seminal comic creation, Fearful Symmetry, Craven's Last Hunt? Very much so, Michael. I tend to choose comics that I haven't read before to make it entertaining for me to do this podcast. What a rare treat it must have been to read <laughs> Craven's Last Hunt for the first time. It's very fucking good. It's very good, isn't it? But very it's grim and horrible. Very grim and horrible, but very good, Michael. I always felt, Ben, and we know we, I keep harkening back to this, but I, I read this, oh, I don't know, 15 years ago. Maybe more. No, probably more. Probably That's a, a long time. More. Probably 25 years ago, Ben. That's too many years. Uh, it's too many years. And I was familiar with Craven as the kind of Lord Greystoke, King of the Jungle, big yeah. game hunter. A bit of a bit of Alan Quatermain, a bit of like, imagine Alan Quatermain as the baddie. Yeah. Um, and this, when I was reading this as a younger fellow, Ben, in my bloody Panini Marvel Spider-Man comic books. Oh, I remember those. They were great. This always felt a bit out of place. I was like, like, what is this weird, gross alternate universe where everything's gross and everyone has inner, inner terrifying inner monologues like Russian literature? Yeah. I was like, this is very Kafka-esque, I said to myself. So many dark monologues, Michael. I know Kafka's not. Just, I know, but there's we'll so many, but there's a lot of that, Michael. There's a lot of kind of postmodern suspense to this. I think the inner dialogues really add to it if 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 they're not a bit distracting on occasion. Very you know, dramatic, Ben. Very dramatic, Michael. So we have, I guess, what JMD Mateus is trying to do is split it up between id, ego, and super ego. Go on. When he's giving us his little things. So what we get very often is the character's running monologue, and I'm assuming that's their ego, Michael. Is that right? Okay. Um, it's their it's their relentless pursuit of identity. Okay. Then we have the super ego, Michael, or where where it asserts itself in in grand statements and you know huge outbursts of pride. For example, when Craven loses himself to the spider identity, says, "No, I am Craven." Craven off and goes through the whole spiel. Mm-hmm. And then, Michael, we have the id, which is the chaos within and the you know the the primal fear, Michael, and we see that pop up every once in a while for Peter Parker, Mary Jane, and yeah, yeah, yeah. For bloody uh, Craven himself, uh, when he takes on spiders and stuff, and he says, "No, the fear—it's eating me." Blah 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 blah. Lots yeah. of different things going on there, Michael. Some very, some very standardized and probably now balderdashed uh, Freudian psychology. Benjamin, I bloody loved it when Mary Jane was thinking about where Peter Parker was, and then every now and then it would just pop up, "He's dead." Yeah. The, the, her subconscious is literally like, you know, he's gone. You know, he's, he's dead. He, he's he's danced with death too many times. He's yeah. he's a goner. Yeah. A lot of people are killing poor little ratties in this bin. Oh, rats are getting it left, right and centre, Muggle. Very against it. Leave them alone. They're Leave the rats alone. Leave them alone. They're just little gross fellas. They're not hurting anybody. Except yeah. that one police officer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They gave him a bit of an biting. Yeah, he got swarmed and eaten. That was yeah, pretty yeah. weird. No, I think he was okay. Uh, oh, was he? Okay, because yeah, yeah. he said leave them be. Oh, that was good. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, so there's there's that there's that third character there, Michael, that we've 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 glanced upon there vermin is is the primary kind of sub antagonist benjamin he is little known to be the inventor of the italian pasta vermicelli oh okay so after you know skyrocketing to success he actually plummeted like all great gods do and became a, a little sewer dwelling monster man little rat fella yeah yeah so he's quite interesting michael i think We've mentioned a few times that it's pretty grim and dark in that city. Oh, it's um, no use. You want to stay is, out of there. It's horrible. 
Smells like piss, I'd say. <laughs> I'd say it does, because there's an awful whack of piss off those pages. Um, <laughs> and I think one of the things we can definitely say here is that New York is a prime player uh, in this particular one, particularly the New York of eight, 1987. You and I have talked about this before, Michael, that when you were but a wee fella. A wee, a wee little fella. A wee little fella. Um, Post glint in your father's eye, if it will. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Um, New York was not a go to. New York was a big, scary place. Yeah, you don't want to go there. It's wet, it's rainy, and horrible, and there's cannibals, and it smells like piss. Yeah, and J.M. DiMatteis has used vermin to, I suppose, touch upon the fear of serial killers at the time. I think we're always afraid of serial killers. I, oh no, I think we are, but I think the sensationalized media frenzy because we we find out from the police officers that vermin is being called the cannibal killer. Yeah, because he's killing people and eating them, so very apt. Yeah, but they don't understand that he's a rat man. He's a little rat fella. He's just eating people, and that's what he's doing. So he's there to kind of reflect the fear of New York. He's an embodiment of New Yorkian fear. Mm, grossness. It's very interesting. Um. This comes at an interesting point in Spider-Man's history as well because Ned Leeds is alluded to at the beginning of the arc. Yeah, and he's not a kind of chubby Asian guy. Uh, yeah, so sometimes Ned is a, a bog-standard white guy. Commodore um, Garden white fella he was. So for anyone who's ever been a fan of the comics, Michael, um, Ned Leeds later goes on to become the Hobgoblin. Mm. Um, who you're a fan of, I believe. One of my, probably my favourite Spider-Man villain then. Yeah, so you're a fan of the Hobgoblin, Michael. And that arc, that entire arc, that very messy arc of the initial days of the Hobgoblin, because they didn't know who who was going to be behind the mask originally. And there was a whole furore with the editors at the time and editors getting replaced. It was very messy. But it all culminated in Ned Leeds dying. Um, and I'm not sure if this is Ned Leeds dying before the Hobgoblin arc or Ned Leeds dying in the wake of the Hobgoblin arc. I would have to look that up. But this is a setup for the Hobgoblin. Mm. Benjamin. Places. Yes. Even more interestingly. Go on. Well, there's two things, aren't there? There's two main things about this. Yeah. One, he's freshly married to Mary Jane. She's a newlywed, Michael. Yeah, who is so sexy she can't even walk down the street without attracting fucking potential rapists. Oh, they're everywhere. Left, right, oh, and centre in New York, Michael. Horrific. <laughs> Absolutely horrific depiction of being a woman in New York in the 80s. I'm, I'm, I'm not certain it's an inaccurate depiction of being a woman Benjamin, in New York. Benjamin, I have never been a woman in New York in the 80s in a tight trouser, so I'm not <laughs> going to say. I don't think we could say that. It's possibly, unfortunately, Michael, probably a very accurate representation of walking around a city today. Um, Benjamin, but anyway. except, except it's less rainy and there are fewer gross little rat men. Yes. Benjamin. <laughs> Benjamin. So Spider-Man and Mary Jane are freshly married And also Benjamin He's in the black suit But no one knows it's Venom yet Is it not Venom yet? No it's not Venom yet Oh there's Cass no, There's no Venom going on there Cass No Venom Yeah So it's funny that the, the black suit the, the brief The brief little history of the black suit Spawned probably Spider-Man's two darkest stories Yeah One being Fearful Symmetry Fearful Symmetry Craven's Last Hunt Where he was in a grave for two weeks Awful. And the second one being, uh, look out, that alien goop is coming to get you. Mm, abra, abra, cadabra. Yeah. It's Venom's going to reach out and grab you. It will, yeah. yeah. But you would have thought that the suit would help him get out of that grave a bit quicker. Yeah, no, but he wasn't dead, you see, Michael, so the threat was all disarmed. Mm. He was just in a little coma. Yeah, he was just having a little rest. A little drug and juice coma, which I thought was a real cop. I was like, hmm. <laughs> But he didn't want to kill him, Ben. He just wanted to best him. He just wanted to best him, Michael. That has always been Craven's goal ever since 1964 when he was first introduced by Steve Ditko. 
Very good. Very uh, good bit yes. of podcasting there. Um, that has been his career goal as a villain. Um, he turned to hunting Spider-Man because regular game had lost its luster. Yes, he was just flipping around in the nude, knocking over statues. That was, yeah, that was a bit, it's very strange openings here, Michael. It's funny that you mentioned Alan Quartermain because he's very much given a, a much more polished sense of being aristocracy and Victorian and noble. Um, we find out here that he's the son of Russian aristocracy that was forced to leave Russia during the uh, the the initial kind of overthrow of the Tsar and all that jazz. Benjamin, he's so old. He's so old, Michael. He's much older than we've ever previously thought. And yeah. It's alluded to that it's the the herbs, Michael. I think he just lives a healthy life. He just lives a healthy, he's just a fit old man. Yeah, he's just 17, he's in a big kick. Yeah, and he's losing the prime of his life very much so. Um, and that's that's what's kind of spurred on this last hurrah, mm. as it were. Failing health and a, a need to be the best. Benjamin. Yes. While we're on that topic. Go on. Let's touch a little bit more sensitively on one of the most dramatic suicides in comic book history. Um, I wasn't expecting it, Michael. Well, that's because, Ben, you've never read Craven's Last Hunt, Fearful Symmetry, Craven's Last Hunt. I know. The seminal comic book from J.M. de Mateus. I know. And boy, oh boy, did it get me. I was like, no. No. Oh, he's done a big suicide. They Benjamin, can't do this in comics. <laughs> they can and will and did. Benjamin. Yeah. He, he does a big suicide in this. Yeah. And he wasn't in a comic book again until 2009. Is that how long it was? 2009, Ben. 24 years nearly. That's insane. I'm telling you, by comic book standards, he was dead a very long time. That's proper dead. Oh, yeah. He was well and truly dead, was Craven. That's like, that's proper dead. Now he's back all the time doing some sort of stupid adventure. Yeah, that's a shame, isn't it? Because he really had a good old swan song there. That was... He was in um he was in Amazing Spider-Man recently, the one with Ryan Otley sometimes. Oh, was he? He just popped and up And he just every gathered up all of Spider-Man's animal-themed villains and hunted them. I don't and all like... I could think to myself, Ben, was, "Oh, how far he's fallen." Yeah, that's a real that's a real downgrade for a man who bested the spider. Exactly, Ben. Yeah. With psychology and guns. With psychology and guns. Um, yes, Benjamin. Yeah. You don't see a lot of suicide in comic books. You don't. And this is this is a a healthy heap and dose of it, Michael. <laughs> Off the top of my head, Ben, I couldn't name another suicide in a comic book. Um, oh, Icarus in Eternals, I guess. Does he suicide himself? At the end, remember? He goes into the sun. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. But it's it's pretty damn rare. I it suppose is. it's more common to have like a noble sacrifice blowing yourself up when you know you're not going to survive. Yeah, the big, the big, the big move. But just doing an old-fashioned going into a room and putting a gun in your mouth. No. Nope. Very shocking, Ben. Very, like, in terms of... One of the things this book has going for it immensely is the art of Mike Zek. Um, his pacing and panelling, Michael. Ooh. Ooh-ee. I, I, Benjamin, still consider the the Black Suit Spider-Man giving people a big kick when it's really cra- craven. Some of the best comic book fight scenes of all time. Yeah, they're very smooth. Um, Craven ruthlessly dispatching gangsters and stuff is quite good. And it's clearly Craven as well. Because he's bigger and blockier. He's bigger and blockier and he's doing things that is n- are not spider power related. They're just Craven related. Yeah, he's just very good at killing people. He's, doing, uh, he's, doing, he's jumping up on a pipe and grabbing a pipe and then he'll give you a kick in the head. 
Yeah, I think one of the things I really like about it is that Mary Jane knows instantly, but so does the comic book reader. We both go, hang on. That's not Spider-Man. That's not fucking Spider-Man. Spider-Man doesn't do that. He doesn't give, punch your head into the wall. Um, so it, it's very interesting, isn't it? It's Because um, Ben. Yeah. She probably thought he was going to give her a big upside down kiss. Uh, maybe he did. <laughs> I don't think he would, Ben. He's a 70-year-old Russian man. Yeah, who has a lot of principles all the same, despite mm. being a bit of a bad egg. Yeah. I don't know yeah. if he necessarily is the baddie. I, I don't know what he is in this, Michael, but I don't think you can out now call him a baddie. He's just a big, nude Russian lunatic. He's just a big, nude Russian lunatic. And it's hinted mm. at at the very beginning, Michael, when he tracks down Spider-Man after the funeral. Mm. Go on. That, f- that funeral's weird. Um, where they do the collection for the Eufla, who's passed away, the old criminal who's passed away. Oh, yeah. Um, where he's tracked down Spider-Man says Look at his eyes Look at his eyes Look at his eyes Look at his, He's mad He's You know It's not regular Craven hmm. This this fella's a little unhinged And uh, we get a lot of that Michael And it's it's it, it could just be the decline Of a mentally old man With a lot of prowess Yeah and you know, He's just gone mental mm, It's really interesting I think some of the action sequences Are amazing I love the shovel metronome um, that's used all the time. The shovel intersperses, the grave being dug intersperses action scenes. Builds a wonderful amount of tension. Cause in the, and you're in like, the, whose grave is being dug here? Yeah, and in the sense of fearful symmetry, like it really leads into that because in issue one, the grave is being dug for Spooderman and then in issue number six, it's been dug for Craven the Hunter in the Benjamin, same way. Yeah, Is it not the same grave being dug the whole time? Is it the same grave being dug the whole time? I assume it was two different graves by the same man. I always read it was the same grave being dug the whole time, but I suppose you could read it either way, unless there's something very obvious that makes one of us wrong. Uh, I'd say there probably is somewhere there. I, I'm happy to take the, the knee on this one, Michael. Um, well, the, the bloody listeners will tell us, Ben, who's wrong. The listeners will tell us who's right or wrong. There's a couple of ways you can do that, ladies and gentlemen, and we'll tell you that at are the we, end. Yeah, um, we're not finished, are we? Are no, we're, we're finished? not finished. Good grief, no. Good grief. We've got Good loads grief, more to Michael. say We've about We've loads more to say time. about this. Uh, what do you think of Peter Parker? He's... um. People always say this is one of the best Spider-Man stories of all time. It's not. It's barely, it's barely in it. <laughs> it's, it's, it's one of the best Craven the Hunter stories of it's all time. It's the best Craven the Hunter story of all time. Because the only other one I know is when he gathered up all of Spider-Man's animal-themed villains and hunted them. And you didn't like that. <laughs> didn't like it. I had no time for it. It, it's, <laughs> it is absolutely the best Craven story of all time. It's probably the best vermin story of all time. Probably the best, yeah, yeah, but yeah. it's uh, it's barely Peter Parker. Yeah, I uh he's not really in it much, and when he is, he's he's more of a backdrop for Craven to act out his lunacy. Mm. He's like, no, I am a man. Am I a man or am I a spider or am I a spider man? It gets real interesting in places as well because Craven seems to have an almost fatherly affection for him on occasion. You know, there's that mm. moment where he tries to touch his cheek. There's a lot of cheek touching. Yeah, everyone was touching each other's cheeks in the eighties, Ben. That's how everyone got COVID. Yeah. <laughs> Except it was called AIDS then. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> Benjamin. Yeah. I have a bit more 80s experience than you. That's not <laughs> how you get AIDS. I'll explain it to you later. <laughs> okay. Cool. Um, but yeah, I mean, there's a, there's an awful lot of interest. There's a lot of literary stuff going on here. Benjamin, it has poems from one of your favourites, Alfred Lord Tennyson. It's William Blake, but yeah. <laughs> it's William Blake. It's The Tiger by William Blake. Tiger, tiger, burning bright. Um, yes, go on. And it uses that quite a bit. And it, it changes it to spider with a Y. Um, oh, very good. To really spider. add to that kind of weird parallel. Benjamin, what's uh, that poem about? That, that poem is about the... Uh, I suppose... 
the unattainable uh, to on. a large degree. So the tiger, tiger burning bright um, in the darkness of the night is... Uh, it, there's a lot of different ways to interpret it. One is a hunter ben. speaking to a prey that he's never managed to catch, kind of Captain Ahab, white whale moment. Um, right, that makes a, sense. Another is uh, to be in sheer awe of the natural world. Um, kind of a, a jaw-dropping sublime terror at, uh, that's why it's called fearful symmetry to look upon thy fearful symmetry mm. um, and there's a lot of different ways to say it but it's it, fundamentally it's about man having to recognise its own frailty in the face of something a lot more unknowable oh like a big scary tiger like a big scary tiger so in this Michael obviously Spider-Man is the tiger and Craven is the narrator of the poem and that's where all that leads into. And it's it's all... Oh, Michael, it's very good. Benjamin, ah, oh, it's full of poems. It's full of poems. So many poems. So many poems. Benjamin. Yeah. I tell you what, though. Go on. It's very grim in 80s, isn't it? It's very grim in 80s, Michael. What, what influences were you feeling? So there's a lot of Batman Year One... Is Batman Year One before this? I don't know. Now I'm. Confused. I don't think it is. You spin your wheels there about it, and I'll check. Um, there's '80s movies up the wazoo, Michael. Um, Go on. In terms of clothing, fashion styling, all that kind of thing, uh, Wagsec does a great job of really, really placing it in its time. Um, there's gross eighties. The gross eighties. The there's sewers, Michael. There was the American film obsession with sewers. There's a hefty dose of Escape from New York to this in places, Michael. Go on with the sewer people and the crazies and uh, a lot of messy stuff. Um, and it it's just it's incredibly of its time, Michael. There's fear around every corner, and it's not necessarily super powered, and it's not necessarily anything that a hero can save you from because a lot of women die in this, Michael. Yeah, they get eaten by that horrible little rat fella. A lot of women die in this. And I think on occasion we're supposed to see Vermin as a kind of sympathetic figure. He's a victim. He's he's not though. He's a weird little rat fella who's murdering women and eating them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's not great. But, no, he's not. But he was also the victim of Baron Zemo. Oh, was that what it was? Yeah, Baron Zemo made him like that. Oh dear. Mm. Oh dear. I, I didn't get to... He doesn't want to be at that, you see. He doesn't want to be at that, yeah. So I mean, even even poor El Ratty um, gets to uh, gets to have his moment. He's again; those three characters frame each other in that same Freudian kind of three way that we spoke about earlier, Michael: the ego, the super ego, and uh, the id. So uh, old Ratty there would be the id, mm. um, and Spider Man is the ego, and then Craven, as the far superior being, is the super ego. Um, I don't. I still don't understand how he managed to beat people up, though, because he's only strong like a normal man. Uh, but he takes the herbs, Michael. Oh, the herbs! I knew it was the herbs. Is it's that what the they herbs. called steroids in the eighties? Yeah, it's. Um, he takes the pe- the the peds. Benjamin. He's on the peds. Yeah. Batman Year One came out slightly before this. Slightly. Oh ho ho! Like a couple of months. Probably mm, not enough to have. Probably not enough to write it. it. Yeah, yeah. Probably not enough to write it. It was mm. probably already written. All right. That's Around fair the enough. same time, it is very. Um, what's your man's name? Frank Miller, isn't it? It is very Frank Miller. It but is better. very Frank Miller, uh, but better. I think it's more human. I think it's mm. less nineteen um, fifties pulp book, mm. and more. Uh, oh, life is very hard, isn't it? Good God. There's a good amount of Watchmen in it as well. Is Watchmen laughing yeah. at this too? Um, Watchmen is a. Re- is it? Is Watchmen not eighty nine? Is Watchmen a lot later? Uh, Benjamin. On. That's the thing about this. It it's 
other than the grim 80s-ness of everything. Because that New York doesn't exist anymore. Yeah. Other than the grim 80s-ness of it, and everyone having inner monologues, a lot of it still reads as very modern, even though it's one of the oldest things we've read on, on Collecting Issues of the Bi-Weekly Comic Book, Book Club. Watchmen is out around the same time, 1986 to 1987. You see, it's all that period, Ben. Yeah, it's, it's, the, it's the death of the superhero. It's the re- Yeah, exactly. The death of the superhero. It's reigning in New York era. It's Leonard Cohen. What's he it's, doing? It, but first we take Manhattan. It's real. That's influenced comic books across the world. Go on. Michael. The Scarecrow sang it in one of the comics once. Um, but like that kind of dark vision of New York was fed through by media reports, by sensationalism, by actual crime statistics. You know, mm-hmm. as you've said before, Michael, 1987 in New York. Fuck that. Yeah, full of big nude Russian lunatics. Full of big root. Sometimes dressing in spider suits and sometimes slapping your neck, other times giving you a gentle pat on the cheek. Fucking Just madness. A little, rub on, a little rub on the chin. Fucking madness, Michael. Um, and how are you supposed to deal with it? So anyway, look, it's seminal, Michael. How, how are you going to turn yourself away from this? What a great fucking comic. One of the best we've read so far this year. One of the best, yeah. And um, loads of inner monologues in case that's what you're looking for. Yeah, I mean, I'm off to have an inner monologue myself, Michael. Um, no euphemism intended there at all. Oh, yeah, um, a big poo. A big poo. <laughs> that's, a, that's an inner monologue. Um, but yes, uh, so anyway. <clears throat> yes? What did you think of it, ladies and gentlemen? I thoroughly enjoyed it. Not you, the listeners. Oh, the listeners. The listeners. Uh, come here to us. You can get in touch with us a bunch of different ways. You can find us all over the interwebs. You can find us on the interwebs at www.shomrabeog.com. S-E-O-M-R-A-B-E-A-G-E.com. It means tiny room in Irish. It does indeed, Michael. You can find us on Instagram at... Uh, Liz, oh no, wait, I forgot the name of the podcast. At Collecting Issues Podcast. <laughs> you can find us. Ben can't. I can't find you, but other people can. And ladies and gentlemen... Come here to me. If you want to have a discussion with us about this phenomenal comic and you want to get relatively on-time responses, Mm. uh, you can get up on that Discord. It's it's linked down below. Hop up on it. The link is in the description, as they say on Facebook. You can join us in two weeks' time, ladies and gentlemen, where we're going to be taking a look at Kukulin. Oh. Isn't this this the one that you've put on the thing by O'Brien Publishing here in Ireland? And it's a Mm. little look at our uh, most famous hero here in Irlanda. Yeah, or more famous even than Colomini. Or big lunatic Russian fellas. Yeah, big nude li- Russian lunatics. Uh, big <laughs> I think it's called Russian Celtic lunatics. Warrior, Ben. Uh, it's called Celtic Warrior, Michael. Thank you for pointing that out. Go check it out from O'Brien Publishing. We're going to be checking it out in two weeks' time and we'll probably go buy it and have a read. Well, I've got it here, Ben. I've got you one already. You can oh, just have it. It's very kind of you, Michael. Thank I haven't you. got one for each of the listeners, Ben. That would bankrupt us very quickly. Very, almost instantaneously. Um... <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, if you want to send us money, you can't. That's it. Bye-bye. <laughs> See ya. We don't want any of your money. So what do you think this is? New York in the bloody 80s? You think everyone's just sapping wet? We've got heating. Get out of here. Black suit. <laughs>